What's up, guys? This is Scott, host of the Small Town Roofer podcast, and today we're talking with Dave Sullivan, business coach and host of the Roofer Show podcast. He's conned me into starting my own podcast to kind of speak to, you know, other roofing businesses similar to mine and and coming up in the world and trying to conquer the small towns. What's up, Dave? Hey, Scott. It's all good, man. I'm proud of you for taking that first step, you know, so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. I did talk you into podcasting, you sucker. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a really necessary show. I think it's going to be great. I think you got to, you know, you're the guy to speak to this audience that we're talking about. So I don't want to take over your show, but what is this show about? And who are you talking to? And as a contractor, why do I care? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, basically what we're wanting to do is is kind of make this uh, a little bit more digestible and uh, a little bit more entertaining where, you know, guys kind of like me come from a small town, maybe still even nailing shingles on are, are able to, to listen to this, pull something from it and really even start implementing some of these things. You know, we, I listen to podcast after podcast you're my business coach we're in mastermind groups i mean uh, we're just so involved in in all of this world of of learning in the roofing space i want to reel it back just a little bit get a little more personable about it get a little more entertaining about it try to help these guys that are uh getting the ball rolling kind of help them take it to the next level so it's, we're, we're not here to be super serious we're here to have a little bit of fun but at the same time on each show, we, we want to learn something. So that, that's what we're looking to do. Hopefully we can, we can help these guys. Well, I know you're a great teacher because in, in, in our mastermind, you're always bringing up some great points. You've got so much to share with the group, which is why I said, Hey, you should be podcasting, man. You've got some great knowledge and you hit the nail on the head when we are talking about implementation, because you know, you can listen to all these podcasts and so forth, and, you know, everybody's got all the same ideas and all the same crap that we should be doing, but we don't implement it, and everything is implementing, implementation, and just like what you're doing. I mean, you're, you know, this is, this is awesome. You're, you're, you're doing it. I just said, you know, we're, we're sitting there at BS, and I said, just, just hit record, and here's your first episode. It's yeah. awesome. You're cruising around, you know, I mean, you, you got the lifestyle. This is why you've got so much to teach. This is, this is what everybody wants. I mean, I teach contract, you know, a lot of contractors how to run their businesses and everybody's got the same problems. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. They're wearing all the hats. They're stressed out. They're, they're working 60 hours a week and they just don't have any free time. And what you're doing, you're telling, you know, one, I know you make a ton of money. You run, you run a great business and here you are. I don't know where you're, where the hell are you now? You're in Texas somewhere driving across yeah. the country again. Yeah. And just to clarify, I, although I would love to live in Texas, I do not. Uh, I live in Ohio in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. Might as well be West Virginia. Yeah. No, we're, we're down in uh, South Texas right now, getting ready to head down, down around Brownsville. So really South Texas. But yeah, just um, working working from an RV and uh, enjoying raising a couple shithead kids. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. But this come to mind just off the, off the cuff a little bit. Uh, but it, it's so true to what what this means to me and what I think just needs needs to be put in front of 
the audience that, that I want to talk to. So, you know, this young kid, 16 year old kid, it's, it's my lead sales guy's son. They call me one day and said, Hey, Connor's on the phone. He wants to talk to you and, and ha just has a one question for you. I said, okay, whatever. So he asked me, he said, you know, how did you get to this? What, what did you do that nobody else did that set you apart? And my answer was hustle. And that sounds very broad and bland, but it's one thing that's not talked about near enough in the podcasts, in the, in the coaching and in, in all of the learning that we do, you can buy everything. You can, you can study everything. You can try all these technologies and, and methods, but at the end of the day, you know, if you don't come from a high level education background or, you know, your background doesn't come from inheriting, you know, a, a certain level of business or, or there's certain hustles, the key. And even if you do have that higher level education or if, you know, you, you inherited part of a business, you're not going to make it without hustle. It just kind of come to mind. And, and that's, I know the listeners that, that we're trying to talk to, that's what they're doing. You know, if, if they're surviving in this world today, it's because they're hustling. So just, just to kind of put on, on, what you were asking about who we're trying to talk to. We're talking to hustlers. So um, I think that sums it up pretty well. Well, to, to touch on that, you know, I do have a business degree. I started off in a family business that was nothing. I tell this story, you know, Scott's heard it a sure. thousand. My father got sick. I had to come in and take over the business earlier than I wanted to, or that was the plan. And I got in there. I'm a pretty smart guy. I know what's going on. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It has nothing to do with this, you know, as you know. All of a sudden, you got customers complaining. Your guys don't show up. You know, you're running into all these problems, and all we're doing is putting out fires. I mean, we're, we're wearing all those hats. And it's it's chaos, you know. And it took me a lot of years to figure it out. And really, I hired a coach, and that's really what what set my business up, you know. And I was a roofing contractor in California out here for thirty years, and has sold my business. And now, you know, I started the podcast, and as we were talking earlier, and you know, you never know where it's going to go. It was a hobby for me. I was retired, and then it's grown into this this coaching thing. And you know, I used to tell my coach, I go, you know, if you were so freaking smart, you'd be running your own business and not talking about this. But being on the other side, hey, it's pretty cool, I tell you. <laughs> like we talk about. I'm sure. Do as I say, right? You're not in the goddamn trenches every day doing this. It's really hard. And that's where you came up from. You're telling me, you know, a minute ago how you're out there six in the morning tearing off a roof. <laughs> well, and and Dave, that that wasn't a that wasn't a shot at you because I know your background very well at this point. Huh? It wasn't it's no shot. It it's it's complimenting what you've done also because at the end of the day i mean you can be given all the tools you're gonna have the whole toolbox but if you don't have the hustle and the grind it doesn't matter you can be the smartest guy in the world but it just doesn't matter you got to have that piece so um just just something that come to mind that i think i think definitely um it, it doesn't get talked about enough and and it's definitely who we're speaking to or the guys that are out grinding. So I guess to give a little background on myself, just to, just to let everyone know kind of who I am and, and what we've done to this point, it's minimal success in the grand scheme, but we're pretty proud of what we've done so far. But we started the business uh, about nine years ago uh, as, as T-Bay construction. And we 
I, I built homes through high school, did the framing, siding, and the roof. Worked for, worked for another guy for a while through high school. Ended up joining uh, a drilling rig company and worked on a drilling rig for quite a while. Traveling all over, uh, living out of motels. I did not know that. That's a great story. <laughs> and, and, and I, uh, wow, man, what a life that was. Uh, I actually, uh, just to be completely honest, I, if if it wasn't for a few little things, I may still be doing it. I loved the job. I loved the lifestyle. Made a ton of money. But man, being gone from your family and your friends for months at a time just wasn't really my cup of tea. So ended up coming back home to Ohio and got married, had a couple kids, did stay in the oil business in a, in a little different manner on a, for a pipeline operation company was home every night in that, in that job, worked there for a long time, worked there for five years, I think. So, you know, in the oil business, that's a long time. You know, most guys don't make it, but a year uh, is, is a big, big deal. So anyhow, did that for a while. And I, I hit a ceiling. I had a opportunity to move up to director of operations and it, they they were interviewing for this job. But if you worked in the company, you were also allowed to interview. And it was that was my boss's job. So that was the next step for me. If I was going to to move up the ladder another rung, it had to be that job. So I interviewed for it and I was, in my opinion, a hundred percent capable and qualified. Thought I knocked the interview out of the park, man. I really thought I killed it, you know. So I was super pumped. I'm so excited. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna get this job, you know. Like this is gonna be this is a this is a career occupation at this point, you know. I'm 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 set. Didn't get the job. I went to the COO of the company, and uh, this is a corporate company. I was in Ohio, and I mean, it's a Texas-based company, so this is, I'm going to a pretty high-level guy. I just asked him, I said, you know, why the hell didn't I get the job? Like, what, you know, the guy that got it was qualified as well, but I had been with the company five years. He'd been there for like three months. I'm like, he said, and the other guy had a petroleum engineering degree. That, that to in my opinion, that job didn't require that. And, uh, but in their opinion, it did. It's like, it's like <laughs> roofing, man. You don't need it. You don't need it to grade. Didn't do so, uh, yeah. So anyhow, um, you know, with what I thought was more than enough, uh, on the job experience, it, it just didn't get me there. So I knew right then that to advance in that line of business, I was going to have to go to college and I was not willing to go to college. So I, I'm just, it's just not my cup of tea. I'm not really cut out for it. I tried it one time for about three months and dropped out. It just, it's just not for me. So when that happened, I, I said, you know what, let's just start a business. Um, I had o- always done remodel stuff, flooring, you know, just what name it. I've done it a little bit of this and that. So uh, we started TV construction. We started, we, the goal was to build homes. I love building houses. It's the most rewarding work. I just thoroughly enjoy it. So, but to get somebody to sign you a contract, to build a house, you have to start small. So we started doing just anything and everything, bathrooms and kitchens and flooring and trim and, you know, whatever, anything, R- a roof here and there, a siding or a deck, you know, just whatever somebody hired me to do, we did. We did that for about six years, had 15 employees, had a full-time person in the office. My wife was running the books and I was working on the job site all day, bidding jobs all evening and all weekend. Uh, it was 
for the first six years, it was a seven day a week job. Every, there was no days off. Got into that a little bit deeper and realized we're just not making any money. So, you know, we, we at the end of that, we built 18 houses in one year. So it wasn't for a lack of effort. We what? worked our freaking asses off, you know? So, um, we did, we did that. Finally, I got smart enough to hire a really good accountant and we, we really broke some numbers down and was like, well, Scotty, you made, you know, $9 an hour last year. How do you feel about that? <laughs> go, go work at Home Depot and get a raise. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit, man. I knew I didn't make very much money, but, you know, I, my bills were paid at least, you know. So, but then, you know, you start looking at, at the real numbers of them and you're like, my God, I, you know, I could go just take a job anywhere and make way more money. So we started looking at the headaches, you know, and, and, and my God, the headaches were plentiful. Uh, we had plenty of those. So especially with that many field guys out running and, so anyhow, long story short, we started looking at what was our most profitable work. Um, where were we actually making money? Because we were losing money building houses. Roofing was, we, we went from roofing, decks, and siding. We're, we're basically the three that we were like, okay, we we're making decent profit in these three. Let's string this back and we're going to just do exteriors. So we ended up changing the name to P-Bay Roofing. Um, but we still on Facebook advertised those other couple services. So we did that for a year and realized real quick that, okay, we're really good at roofing. We're very good at it. We understand it very well. We've done the training. We've got the, the relationships. And although we're making some money siding and we're making some money in decking, it's just not that great. So a year into that, we decided to put all our eggs in one basket and offer nothing but roofing services. Uh, we still do commercial and residential. The commercials were selective on what we do, and we do shingles and metal. That's that's primarily all we do now. Uh, we went from when we were building when we built the eighteen houses uh, that year, um, we did about I think it was like two and a half million dollars worth of revenue made nothing more or less uh like 80 grand or something like that like it was nothing not in comparison to hours worked it was very little and then today three years later uh we just finished up uh 2023 and we got right at seven million dollars worth of revenue and the only service we offer is roofing so the fear... let, me jump, let me jump in here for a second yeah yeah this is a great um lesson for our listeners to learn because I was in a similar situation. I said, you know, I was running this business. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And likewise, wasn't making any money. So I brought in a coach consultant and that's the first thing they did was, well, where are you making your money? Well, I don't know. We'll do anything, right? We're doing dog houses. We're doing, we did commercial, we did residential, all this. And well, where do you make your money? I go, I don't know. We do roofing, you know? Well, no, you, you do, you, we broke it out into really divisions and, you know, here we have residential and commercial. Well, it turns out we're losing our ass in residential, not because it was, you shouldn't go into that, but we just weren't good at it. You know, we couldn't service those customers. We didn't have that, that, that setup and we just, uh, it didn't work out. So we looked at it in the commercial, we're making our money, but the making money there, but it's dragging us down the, the residential. We dropped the residential focused on commercial 100% and things just took off from there. And 
you're so right. And this is what we see in our coaching um, so often is they're doing all these different things. You know, like I say, you're doing siding, you're doing windows, you're doing decks, you're doing roofing, you're doing all these things. And when we come in and we really look at this, you know, there's most of those areas are losing money and it's sucking all your time away from where you do make money. You know, it's, well, how much, how much revenue do you do in this area? You know, well, 20%. Well, how much time do you spend? Well, 50% of my time is spent doing this for no money. And this is really the first thing. And you're, this is, this is a great example of the first thing you do is figure out what it is that you're going to do and focus that riches are in the niches and you do what you do well, where you make money, because another good one you can use is, you know, volume kills, profit thrills. All right. It's about making the profit, not the top line sales. So anyway, there's just kind of a side, uh, you're right on. Well, and just to add one little bit to that, I, I mean, there's a big fear in that. And, and I know, I know from a hundred percent experience, the fear that comes along with it, because I have always been, uh, I have a lot of focus on revenue and, and I know that it's not what matters, but when you've got salespeople involved and you got things like that going on, revenue matters to them. And I care about what matters to them. They need to sell. They need to make their commission. They need to make their money. So there, I do pay attention to that. And when, for instance, when we decided to cut siding and decking, uh, Josh, my, my main sales guy, my head sales guy. I, I remember clearly him saying, man, I just feel like you're just taking money off my plate. Like I feel like, and don't get me wrong. It was not a negative conversation because Josh and I are, are very much on the same page, but he, he was concerned. You know, there was a real concern in what his livelihood was going to look like the following year because we're cutting. Essentially it was about, third of our revenue um, was, was decking and siding. So, I mean, a huge percentage. And, uh, you know, he had to basically trust the fact that I was right and that I was going to still find a way to create, generate that revenue in just roofing so he could still make his money. He not only made his money, I think he one and a half times his commission that year. And then the following year, this past year, I took one of his markets from him and, and gave it to another sales guy because we were growing so much and doing so much volume in such a small area that I had to chop that chop that area in half and say, hey, I got to give this to this guy. You don't have time. And uh, because, you know, he's driving an hour now, you know, he's going an hour this way and an hour this way. It might be two hours between appointments, just drive time. Like, dude, you, we could just shrink your area down and, and just nail you down to this one area. And now your drive time is 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, sure. Shit. He sold $5 million this year instead of $3 million. And he worked to actually, he worked less um, because, because he takes a ton of vacation and yeah. I don't even record it because the guy just does everything he's supposed to do and works his ass off. And he can be in South Carolina on a fishing boat, still answering phone calls. So my point to that is, is it, it's the proof. We, not only do we shrink our services, but then we went a step further and shrunk sales guys service areas mm -hmm. and, and made them super efficient in those areas. So we got super efficient in the work we're doing and then they got super efficient in time management. You know, that, that I think that's, that's really been the key though. You know, why our margins have just really skyrocketed. So 
yeah, I, I think that, I think that, uh, everybody should take note. If this is a roofing podcast, we're speaking to roofers. If you're not good at roofing and you're really good at flooring, you should put your eggs in the flooring basket. Yep. So it, it's not to say everybody's good at roofing. It's to say, find what you're good at and just do it. Yeah. Don't try to be everything to everybody. You know, it doesn't work. Focus That's down. Right. That. No, it, it never works. But it's, it's, it's hard to give that up though. Right. Here's, you know, like you said, just like us for, for the residential, we're going to, you know, here's a big chunk of business, man. How am I going to give that away? Well, we're losing money on it. That's how you're going to give it away. Do what you can make money on. And as we always talk about, and you're a living example of this is the goal is work less, make more money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing, you know, about work less and make more, I, I see this all the time. And, and this is, this is the exact people we're speaking to. I remember when I first hired a salesperson and it was not the right move. I mean, looking back, it was probably not the right move because I actually enjoy sales. I'm good at it. I probably should have hired a production manager, but I didn't. I wanted, I wanted to keep my finger on the trigger on production. I was willing to trust somebody with sales not willing to trust somebody with production. I should have done it the other way, but hindsight's 2020. But but the point I'm making is the people we're talking to, the contractors we're wanting to wanting to, you know, have on the podcast, share thoughts with, they're scared to bring that next person in and make that next step. And that's that is absolutely a fear, but you have to overcome it. And um John and I were just talking yesterday. Uh, on, on a phone call about um, about this exact situation. The problem is you're nobody's ever going to do it as good as you. Yep. It's okay. They don't have to. If they can do 70% as good as you, but take that whole piece off your plate, it's worth it 100%. Are there things that fall through the cracks because you might not have your finger on the trigger anymore? There could be, but you should be able to oversight it from a distance. I know I do. I know that I catch things that fall through our sales guys' fingers from time to time, and I catch it before it comes a problem, and I bring it to their attention, and then they take care of it. Our listeners are, are the ones sitting there thinking, man, I need I need help. I need I need somebody to, to fill, fill some of these shoes because I, I just can't wear all the hats anymore. You need to you know interview well, find the right guys, get them involved, get them involved early. It's worth every bit of the investment, you know. You, you, even if if it costs you more than you expect, get some of that weight off your shoulders. So, just something I, I thought would be worth bringing up. Well, I think also, you know, what you said is, you know, hiring that right guy. Well, the first thing is you got to know, and and we were talking about this um, today with a client looking at making his first hire, and most guys screw it up, and they screw it up because one, they don't really know what they're looking for. They don't have a process for these guys to follow. So, and they don't really spend the time training them to say, hey, you know, go out with Joe and do a ride along, and then we're going to cut you loose. And the, the cost of that turnover is so high when, when you make a mistake like that. And that's why it's so important to start with a plan and be clear, you know, and as we talk about. You know, what are they going to do? Are they just going to go out and sell, 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 and that's all they have to do? Or are they going to take that job from cradle to grave? Because those are two completely different things. You know, if you're going to just, all you got to do is go out and sell, well, commission works great there. But 
if you're going to take it from cradle to grave and deal with all the problems, order materials, dealing with the crew problems, that you, you know, you're not going to be able to sell as much, obviously. So you've got to be clear on what that position is and then be clear on what your process is going to be. This is how we sell at this business, you know, at this company. I don't care how you did it before or whatever. This is how we do it. And you're clear on that. And then you're hiring for that position. And we talk about this all the time. Do you hire a guy from the industry or do you hire a guy from outside the industry? In the industry, yeah, they know what they're doing, but they're probably bringing all these bad habits that they've learned and so forth. And they're God's gift to roofing, of course. Or do you go out and hire somebody and train them? And that's really what I prefer because you're looking at hiring character. You're hiring that right guy that's going to be the right fit into your culture. And it's going to be a more solid move because you can teach guys how to sell, particularly the way that you do it, you know, with the automations and so forth. You know, you, you don't have to be an experienced roofer, hands-on roofer now to go out and sell when we've got, you know, Eagle View and Summa Quote and all of these things that make it so much easier. So that that's the key, you know, I think to be successful. And you want to have success. You want to you want to be able to assure them that they're going to have success. And you've got to look at that and make sure that they do. And that's your job as a coach, as a, a leader of the business, is to see that they are successful and they're achieving their goals. Anyway, it's kind of a sideline. I don't want to take over your show. Yeah. No, no, you're you're fine. I I think I think that's exactly right. And and, and there's going we're uh, on this podcast. We're hoping to have plenty of episodes. Um, talking about these technologies, these automations, these things that can be implemented at a very, very low cost. Um, I've, I've got so much tech built into our business now. So that's why you're driving around the country, man. I mean, that's why I'm driving around the country because, right. because I can be on this stupid little Apple iPhone and I, I don't even have to get on my computer. I don't know. I literally, I don't need a computer. I just do it on my, <clears throat> I, yesterday I caught a 24 inch spotted trout, sea trout, while I was working some deals with a couple sales guys. So I'm sitting in a lawn chair on the phone working deals. You know, and I'm checking in on things. You know, I, I know every job that's going on. I know everything that is happening day to day, and I don't need to be there. But we're, we'll get into that um, in plenty of other episodes. But I, I think that where um, most of our listeners are at are, are still hesitant to pull the trigger on a lot of that stuff. And uh, I know there's a metric out there that says, and, and I don't know what's right or wrong. Everybody's got their numbers. Everybody's got a theory of what, what they should be doing. But the goal is to do a million dollars or the revenue per employee. That's, that's what everybody today is supposedly shooting for. Um, we're five employees with $7 million of revenue. The only reason that is is because of tech. I mean, we, we've got enough tech that it's, it, it is compensating for two, maybe three employees. So to everybody listening, keep that in mind. We're going to dig deeper into that, you know, in, in upcoming shows and, and, and explain that further and, and really try to push you into adapting to what, what the new world is because you don't have to have all these moving parts. It, it can all be done through tech. So, yeah, no, I think that was a great point, Dave. Uh, you know, this is, uh, there is no other show like this and that's why i think this is unique this is why i think you'll be so successful in attracting listeners and really as your goal is as my goal is is to to help is to teach is to 
share experience because the smart guy doesn't learn from his experience. He learns from the experience of others. So they don't have to make these same mistakes. And that's really, I think what you're talking about is that you're, and and we're bringing on, not we, you, I, this is the last time I'm going to be on here. So you don't have to listen to this crap, but <laughs> you are, you have some great roofing contractors lined up that are going to share their experience and where, and you, can relate to that experience because you're living it also. It's yep. not somebody that, you know, like in my case, you know, I, uh, what, what I share is 30 years of experience, but you're doing it today, you know, and that's, what's different. And that's why I brought on John to work with, work with me because he's doing it every day. And that's how you're able to show everybody. And you've tried a lot, you know, we talk about this in the in the group is that, you know, you've tried a lot of these apps and a lot of this, this uh, tech, uh, you know, and some works, some doesn't. And you've learned from that experience. And that's what you really have to share, man. I mean, you, this has been a great road that you've had. You've done, you've been successful and you've done it, you know, obviously the right way. And that's what I think the listeners can really get from what you're doing here, you know, is, is the idea of, you know, the small town roofer, you know, I mean, that's what the vast majority of contractors are is exactly what you're speaking to. So I just think this is so awesome. Give us, give us a couple of takeaways. I won't take over you, but you know, you to give the listeners a few takeaways, maybe a couple of, final points that you want to make uh, pass on and what they can expect from upcoming shows, I guess. I think we, we, we kind of covered that talking about bringing on some great contractors, the smaller contractors. We're not talking about, you know, these, these hundred million dollar contractors that just want to talk about scaling their business and so forth. We're talking about how build a business where you can also have a lifestyle like what you've gotten. That's what most contractors want to have. Be able to spend time with their kids, no matter, you know, what the way. (laughs) I have three boys, man. I told them, you know, sorry guys, kids are like pancakes. You always screw the first one or two up and I'm I'm not creating my new little brother. (laughs) It's too late for you guys. (laughs) Well, yeah, to just to kind of close out, you know, you, you said it best. I mean, there's just, there's no way it's screwed up as much as I have. And, and that's, the that's the secret to success everybody's got their secret sauce or a secret formula go screw up a bunch you'll figure it out or listen to guys like us exactly it's already screwed it up and holy shit now you don't have to my education i've said this before um you know i didn't do college i didn't do that my education was more expensive than any freaking university out there. You know, you just pay and pay and pay for mistake after mistake after mistake. But once you figure it out, you know, life starts getting really good. So take these thoughts and these ideas and take advantage of it because we're not the smartest. I'm nowhere near even satisfied with what we've done to this point. It's just, if you're under, you know, 5 million bucks, I can probably tell you what you're going to screw up tomorrow because I already did. So I'm, it's a, it's a wheelhouse I'm very familiar with. I'm very in touch with, with, with the, the small contractors. So, yeah, I mean, we, we hope, hope to have one, you know, a bunch of, bunch of other contractors 
that's kind of our main target is we want we want to bring guys on we want them to kind of tell their story we want to hash out back and forth issues that are going on today in the in the market issues that we've had in the past how we've resolved them and how we got past them um and we're also wanting to bring on you know um other guys in the industry that are you know kind of leaders in their own right whether it's a technology company owner you know, a process, a guy that's got a really good process or building out good processes or, um, you know, somebody that has a, has a, a great new innovative tool that we can implement into our business of some sort. Those are guys we want to talk to also and, and try to try to not just let them come on and give their spiel. Mm-hmm. We want to have them come on. I want to interrogate them a little bit. Yeah. I want to know how we implement this. How do we take what it is that you've brought to the market that is a great piece of tech or a great new software? How do we put it in our business and make it work for us? So um, that's, that's the key, man, is implementation. That's and that's where, uh, not to cut you off, but, uh, you know, we see it all the time. Somebody will buy, you know, a CRM because they heard, you know, the ads about it. So that sounds really cool. And then it sits there and they don't do anything because they don't implement it. And they say, and then they say it doesn't work. You know, it's no good. No, you've got to make this happen. And that's why I think what you're doing is so awesome because you're, you, you say you're going to show people how to actually, you know, take action, implement these things for the benefit and do it in a less painful way than uh, you did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot, lot cheaper way. I think you are off to the races. Uh, Very impressed. I love what you're doing. I think there's a real need for that space because nobody's really talking about that, you know? So I think small town roofer. Awesome, man. Pass the word around and uh, we'll do the same. We'll, 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 we'll get you on our show and talk about that and, I appreciate you having me on. You know, I, I think this is this is great. I just said, well, just hit forward, man, and let's go. <laughs> and, and and make sure, um, you know, a little plug for Dave, make sure you're checking out the Roofer Show podcast because, or the Roofer Coach now, the Roofer Coach podcast. Both. <laughs> Both. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're having not- a, brand, a branding issue here. <laughs> well, I, 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 and to give credit where credit's due, it's it's um, been a huge benefit for me and my business, and a huge help uh, getting us to this point. So I, I, I definitely appreciate all that I've learned learned there. So don't don't forget to go check that one out as well. So hey, I appreciate that. Well, thank you, and and thanks for the thank thanks for the pat on the back, man. We don't get those very often in there. In our, anyways, uh, not not hardly ever. So cool, Dave. I appreciate it. All right, man. We'll see you soon.